Hey, you know those annoying robocalls that you get saying you're pre-approved for credit cards or loans? Be careful. They could be scammers trying to steal your home's title. Here's the problem. Your home's title and mortgage records are online. And when a data breach happens, just like it recently did, millions of home titles and mortgages are exposed to thieves. And that's when the risk of home title fraud skyrockets. And here's how they do it. They forge documents stating you sold your home, listing themselves as the new owner. Then they'll take out loans against your home and stick you with the payments. Yes, this really happens. And there's no insurance, bank, or identity theft program that's going to protect you. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's online title. If you're getting credit card or loan, robocalls, or mail, Home Title Lock will get you through this period with 60 risk-free days of protection. Register your address now to verify you're not already a victim and protect your home's title. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Hey, it is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Pray the Show here in this mothership called Studio 22. Right here, Mercury Radio Arts. The puppet master Mark is sitting at the helm flying this ship. We're gonna. This is going to be very educational for everyone. Uh, it, 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 is, it could be um, another way of saying we're going to be shoveling a lot of BS in here. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. Do you think that uh, this is this could get interesting? This what we're going to do today. Yeah, definitely. And this String was Candice's idea. So send all hate mail. Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians at Africa.gov. That's the correct email. <laughs> that is the correct email to send all that hate to. Send all that hate. All the hate. Send all that hate. Um, in the peanut gallery, we got Party Foul Steve and my good buddy Brian Bledsoe hanging out over here. Trend Chat 24-7. Follow him on Twitter and all the grams and the books and the faces. and Facebook and Twitter, social media is taking over the world. It is a social government. It is a censored platform. Come follow me at all on all social and follow me on Parler. Let's blow it up with free speech. Uh, the gloves are off. I'm telling you, Twitter, Facebook, driving me up the wall. I did a video just the other day about Antifa and Portland, Oregon, and Andy No and all that stuff, and it was up for 20 hours, and they pulled it down. Absolutely no reason for them to pull it down, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it! It's party time, Mom. Sick of it. I work hard to put up this much vitriol <laughs> and have them pull the video down. Brian, have you had that happen with your stuff? Have you um, had any censorship? Because I don't, I don't, it just, it's, the algorithm's crazy. I've been in Facebook jail once or twice. Yeah. Um, as far as anything else, not so much, not yet, but yeah. being that I'm on, you know, Chad Prather show, might yeah, change. Yeah, could happen. <laughs> Facebook jail changes a man. <laughs> changes a man. You come out different. Uh, uh, I had two posts on Instagram taken down this week. One was Betsy Ross sewing the Trump flag. And they didn't like that. Donald Trump Jr. actually shared that one. And, uh, uh, they didn't take his now. They took mine down, though. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh-oh, I need my piece of paper. Party time, Mom, stay horned. The, um, and then I took one down about something I said about Megan raping Ho uh, with the soccer team. What? Well, then I just said, we're just going to watch you all the way into your obscurity. 
So, I mean, it was nothing. Just talking about women's soccer. Mm. My lovely wife, Jade, is sitting over here. See, Jade, I don't know why you always <laughs> want to roll your eyes every time I say something. Because you know I'm right. You know I'm I right. I don't want everyone else to know. You just don't like the way I say it. It's kind of like Trump. Well, <laughs> I don't like the way he says things either. <laughs> well, it is what it is, baby. <laughs> we keep in America great. It takes a lot of effort to roll your eyes, though, doesn't it? Like, thank you. you thank you, like, Steve. Purposely... I appreciate that support. Yeah, Why can't you just does. be supportive, Chad? Be like... I don't. I don't. Let me tell you what I'm supporting. OK, these are the issues. We're getting into this. These are the issues <clears throat> of the 2020 election. The 2020 election is coming, folks, whether you believe it or not. I saw a great meme a couple of times this week about a time traveler came back in time. And uh, this person said we, we were just at the inauguration of Donald Trump. And they said the first term or the second term. And and the time traveler said that. Right. And they were like, oh, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> in other words, he won twice. Yeah. So but here's what's going to come. And I and like, is anybody worried about Donald Trump in the debates whenever they finally come down to. Like, I think it's going to make television history. Whoever Donald Trump has to debate is going to make, like, beyond anything that's ever been seen in American politics. Can you imagine? I mean, there's going to be all kind of mudslinging going on. Yeah. I mean, the 2016 primaries were bad enough. Yeah, they were bad. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. Wrong. You're right, because you'd be in prison. I love it. He's savage. The man is he savage. Is. He is. But here's what here's what's here's what's being talked about. And this is a compiled list I hold in my delicate fingers here, my my recently barbecue greased fingers. The issues of the 2020 election. I'm gonna read them off real quick. Candice compiled these, and, and she's exactly right. And I read this and I'm like, oh wow. These are this is what's going on. Incarceration, death penalty. Private prisons, cybersecurity, affordable housing, big banks, income inequality, paid leave for mothers, minimum wage increase, cost of college, teacher salary, felon voting, nuclear power, fossil fuels versus renewable energy, background checks for guns, Medicare for all, marijuana legalization, overseas deployment of troops, veterans, racial inequality, reproductive rights, criminal justice reform, packing the Supreme Court, abolishing the Electoral College, gender inequality, pay inequality, wealth gap, border wall, immigration, relationship with North Korea, relationship with Russia, relationship with China, NAFTA, tech competition, online privacy, and wealth tax. There's a lot going on in America. She didn't play. There's a lot going on. Now, who, and I want you guys, like, you tell me what you think the biggest issue heading in to 2020 is. Because, because they asked that of the Democratic debate mm-hmm. contenders, uh, the Democratic contenders at the debates. And they said, and they all came down talking about universal health care. They all came down talking about immigration reform, and many of them were talking about climate change as the biggest threat uh, to America today. Yeah, I remember that. What do you all think the biggest issue is? I don't think it's climate change. I think what it's – well, what I think it is, it's between the health care and immigration. All right. We cannot do universal health care. Okay. So I'm going to – let them know that right off. So tell, 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 them, <laughs> tell them what we saw in Ireland. I would, I've been waiting. I'm very excited to tell this, um, to see something firsthand. As a healthcare provider myself, I have lots and lots of opinions on this. But in, when we were in Ireland, Chad was driving. My life flashed before my eyes almost nonstop. 
But one thing that I didn't miss, and neither did Chad, was we drove past an Irish hospital. And there was a huge banner, and they have socialist health care or socialized health care. And there was a huge banner that hung over the side of this hospital that said, where's our MRI? And instantly I was like, and this is why we don't want this in America. When you take away the competition, why should the government send them anything? Well, and not only that, it was hanging over another sign that that talked about our new MRI services. Right. (laughs) That's the irony of the beauty Mm -hmm. of that is it was a big sign that said, where's our damn MRI? But that's such a simple thing. So if they've got a huge banner that they bought and put over the side of their hospital, what is the care like inside? Yeah. That's just one thing. Yeah. And that's that's so scary. That's yeah. the last thing I would want to do is to bring that to America. Competition is so important to be sure that your surgeon and your healthcare providers are the best of the best. You know, so if if all the healthcare providers get paid the same, then we've t- taken away the competition. You know, and, and just like everyone else, healthcare providers have to get paid so that they'll go to school to learn what they need to learn to be the best. Party foul, Steve. What do you think the biggest issue facing 2020 is? I think this time next year we'll still be talking about immigration. All right, Brian. Actually, that was my answer as well. Thank you, Party Foul, for taking that away from me. But <laughs> I was also, I guess, the quote unquote reproductive rights. But okay. I was saying basically the abortion issue. Yeah. That's the way they don't want to say it. But real, real quick, Mark, Candace, y'all got one? Um, healthcare and defense. Defense. Okay, Mark, you got something? I think immigration is going to still, I mean, as far as the election goes, is going to be a big, the biggest theme. That's yeah. what I feel like. I, I do think immigration is a big deal. I agree with you on a, on a uh, philosophical level and a, and a spiritual level as far as life mm-hmm. is concerned, Brian. And I think health, the health care, I think immigration, big, big deal because it will do exactly what Barack Obama said. And he said it early on, fundamentally changing the United States of America, fundamental change. We're starting to see that. But let's talk about it. Incarceration. Okay, I'm just going to go down and listen to some of these ones that stand out. So why is that an issue? Well, let me tell you something. Donald Trump's done a heck of a job working on prison reform. I mean, who would have thought that Kim Kardashian would be the person at the forefront who's bringing prison reform to the president of the United States and and making this thing happen? Um, Listen. I mean, it's. It, I hope there's a lot of people that are in prisons that I don't. It, yes, America has the largest prison population of any country in the world. Um, I hope that changes. Well, there, I, I believe there's a reason for that. I think that we house a lot of people because, you know, in other countries, if you steal, they just chop your hand off. So that makes those people not want to steal as much. Whereas we're a lot nicer in the things that we do. Or they can only do. steal half as much because they're missing one hand. Until they lose that hand. Yeah. Then they'd have to use feet and everything else. I mean, yeah. eventually they're just going to be walking on nubs. Or they put them to work in some mine and they die. <laughs> Easy handmaid's um, tale. That's it. So, so let's talk about that. What do you think about felon voting? Because that's that's directly, you know, there are different ones. And I love it when you get into these debates and everybody says, well, that's a conversation we need to have. Well, then have the freaking conversation. Stop saying we need to have. It's a serious conversation we need to have. Okay. Your microphone's in your face. Have the conversation. Say it. What's yeah, okay. the deal? Is voting a right or a privilege? Voting is a privilege. It exactly. is not a right. You just lost. When you go break the law that harmed other people or took from other people you just lost that privilege now i think that there is okay but but here's the difference so uh, i think after a person has paid their debt to society depending on the crime 
I, I think that a person can come to a place where that gets taken get away back. and you get the privilege back. But like they're talking about people voting while incarcerated. No, no, no. In prison. Absolutely not. Because you lost opportunity to have representation. Mm-hmm. It's a ludicrous idea. Let's talk about um, let's talk about legalization of marijuana. Because let's face it, a lot of people who are in the prisons these days, you know, they got they got caught selling a gram, they got whatever, doing a whole deal. Should they be in there? I mean, these are nonviolent criminals that just wanted to be laid back and Cheech and Chong it for a little while. You know, I think that's a hard one with with the legalization of that. I feel like once we do that, then what's the next drug on the list that we're going to legalize? Well, it's just like I'm afraid it's going to snowball. Alcohol is a drug, and you can buy it at every corner store. From yeah, I mean, there's and it's true. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you you can make an argument that alcohol related deaths are far more pervasive than say mm-hmm. marijuana related deaths, which aren't. But you're right. If you open the floodgates, where do you close it down? How does that affect the cartels? How does that affect the nature of? Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of there's statistics both ways on that. But I just don't I mean, personally, and y'all can disagree with me. I just don't think that the average person that was out smoking weed or got caught selling a little pot ought to be doing hard time in Huntsville. Not next to murderers. Yeah. I mean, I, I just have a I have an issue with that. But you and know. I think if you legalized it nation nationwide tomorrow, you're not going to get a bunch of new marijuana smokers. No. Those guys are already anybody that's doing it's already doing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey. I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. There might be some people who, like, maybe for professional reasons, they don't do it and feel like, okay, now I can because it's legal. But yeah. I don't know that there's a whole lot of those people either. Let's talk about income inequality. Does is in a, does income, income inequality exist or is it a myth in America? That's the debate. It exists. <laughs> I mean, it, it exists in a sense, but it depends on how you want to see it. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Right. Yeah. I think it's I think it is a difficult thing. I think I think it's easier for the men to slingshot past the moms because when the moms have to take time off. And it is more ha- expensive for the company to employ. Right. The moms. It is. But I mean, somebody's got to have a baby at some point or we're going to lose our earthly population hey, according to so the doctors are you saying so those expenses you can offset them with lower pay no what happens That's is what no no saying. no what i'm saying is those men continue to work while the women take a year off or 18 months or two years off those men you know continue to, to give to that company so they're going to end up getting paid more you know when that woman comes back because they've been giving more to that company I don't I don't know that it I, I think that's where some of the inequality comes from. And also to back to Steve's point, there there is some validity in what you're asking me. Am I saying yes? Historically speaking, there have been cases where they just can't because they have to pay for your maternity leave. They have to pay for added health insurance and, and your your birth. You know, the. Uh, uh, I mean, let's face it, it costs more to employ some than others. Yeah, it does. But the idea of there being a gender wage gap. I don't I mean, it exists, but there's a reason why they exist. It's Mm -hmm. not that there is just an out and out war against women that says we're going to pay you less Mm -hmm. because let's face it. There are people uh, there are females who make in some fields far more than the men in subsequent fields. I mean, it's true and tends to be true in a lot of different places in the healthcare industry. Uh, I would say probably overall the, the men are paid more because we need more men in healthcare. I think they are paid more. Are they? But we are not. Tony, what do you think? We're, I mean, 
You're not a part we're of it. You know, we can't it. discuss. I, I, when I worked downtown for 15 years, I never asked any of the guys I worked with, hey, what did you start out making? Yeah. The ones that started when I started. But for some reason, I, I just have a feeling they make a hair more because they're trying to attract them. That's funny how Jade said that. When I worked downtown. <laughs> At Harris in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's that's that's, you know. It's something worth talking about. I, I, I think the perception of it tends to be more myth than than what reality is. And I think that that may be true. Yeah. I mean, because you, you can qualify it in, in a lot of different ways. I think that the, we don't have equality of pay in this country. We don't guarantee equality of anything except opportunity. You have the equality to go out and achieve just as much as anybody else does, regardless of your race, sexual persuasion, your gender. Look, I've said it, and people have caught hell for it. Your sexual per- persuasion, your skin color, and your gender do not inherently qualify you for anything. Nothing. And all, all of those different areas, we they face something. White, black, yellow, green, male, female, everybody faces something. But mm-hmm. if you're a black gay Jew, then you're perfect. It's going to be tough. Ooh, I, well, I got to get me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> got to add to the quota. <laughs> yeah. We got to fill the quota, baby. Oh, my gosh. That's a, that's a bunch of boxes to check that I didn't know were boxes. Yeah. Black gay Jew. <laughs> but my agent, Willie. <laughs> Is, he's black, gay, Cubano. Cubano. He's not black. He's gay, <laughs> Jewish, like, Cubano. When did that happen? <laughs> he's, a, he's a black Cubano. No, he's he's Cubano. Mm-hmm. Claims to be Jewish, although, and he's gay. So whatever. He's awesome. it, What about Justin? Isn't he black, Jewish, and gay? who's that? Justin Smollett. Isn't, oh. isn't he that? Oh, I think black, Smollett might be black, gay, and Jewish. Is he claim to be Jewish? I don't know. I think no, I he claims a lot of things, though. You can't believe. <laughs> don't can't quote believe me on Jesse. that. <laughs> Nobody can believe Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about uh, the cost of college. We've talked about free uh, <laughs> uh, college, free university. Um, somebody's got to pay for it. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. But you know, it's it sounds hypocritical to me for somebody like Elizabeth Warren. That used her fake heritage to go to college. Well, for not free. only that, but was a college professor. Where was she? Brian Yale or Harvard Yale? Anyway, S- somewhat. Yeah, one but of she was one of those, and, and was making four hundred thousand dollars a year just to teach one class. One class. I mean, that's what makes it expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, you got a four hundred dollar book, school book that you got to buy. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that you that, never that, crack open in a lot of cases. <laughs> that's true. In some cases, that is true. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, if you got all of the required books, when you go off to college, I can remember when I was in university, you go off to college, if you got all the required books that they recommended, I mean, you'd spend thousands of dollars trying yep. to, you had to, you had to pick and choose, buy the used books and all that stuff. Yeah. It's only got more and more ludicrous. So should college be more affordable? Yes. yes. So, so should health care. Yes. So should insurance. Mm-hmm. So should pharmaceuticals. Those are issues. I, and, and, and again, I know people are trying to sweep, say, we just try to sweep it under the rug and say, look, they, look, people definitely have a plight in this country. I mean, mm-hmm. there is, this is a land of opportunity. This is a land of, of liberty. This is a land where, where you can, but there is a big disparity between our impoverished, so to speak, and our wealthy. And there, that middle class group of people 
and they struggle. Mm-hmm. They really struggle and to get private insurance, to get, you know, it, it's it's tough to get I mean, an education. I think a but lot if, of these costs come from uh, federal bureaucracy. Yeah, that basically raise all all the costs, whether it's college or 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 anything like that. I think we don't really tackle that issue. We always want to basically try to tax the rich and everything, but we never look at where the federal bureaucracy is basically adding to the cost and yeah. making it difficult and regulations and on and on. Well, and that's the thing. The the federal government in America has just expanded, 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 expanded. And every time the government gets control of something, it gets even worse. Or when they start putting, like you said, some regulations into it or certain things that are going on. That's one thing I can say about I do appreciate about Trump in many cases. He's pulled back all these regulations that were hindering so many industries. And, you know, we can argue that till we're blue in the face, what's right and what's wrong. you got to have some regulations. You can't just have things run roughshod. But – Conservatives, I'll pick on conservatives for a minute because we haven't conserved a darn thing. We haven't done – the whole point of being a conservative is about limited government. You bring yourself down and you govern yourself, govern your community, govern, govern your – you know, the things that are under your control. It, but we've expanded. I mean there's so many people out there. Y'all tell me if this isn't true. There's so many people out there who speak conservative and live liberal and so many people who speak liberal and, and live conservative. Oh, I know one. Her name is Mom. <laughs> yeah. Your, your mom lives like a total conservative. Yeah, but... But she is convinced mm-hmm. that Orange Man is bad. Yes. And, and so, and, you know... But she raised me conservatively as well, which I think is why I am successful today. Yeah. That's... Well, that's the reason your mother's successful. That's exactly right. Yeah, but... Same that's, here. Same yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Perfect situation. You know, Brian's story. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's that's... You're raised a certain way, being told a certain thing. But again, the philosophy doesn't match up with the actions. And right. I know people who have all of a sudden they said, we need limited government. I'm a conservative Republican. If you gave them a limited government right now, tomorrow, they couldn't survive. Mm. They'd lose housing subsidies. They would lose um, um, health care subsidies. They would, you know, their their state provided health care. There's mm-hmm. all these different things that they would lose. And it's a fact. Yep. Can I can I give oh, one, yeah. one example in, in that now? I guess think about the FDA in one. So is that a department that needs to be, you know, done away with? I mean, people want to, whether they mention the EPA or whatever, let's say the FDA. So if tomorrow we didn't have that department anymore, then all of a sudden you would have to look at everything that you buy and have to basically, I guess, sterilize it yourself or something like that and people could well, people will lose their mind well, if you they have, have to be to, educated to know what to do and, and, with the yeah. chemicals well it's funny to me brian is how you watch a commercial about something these claims have not been uh verified by the food and drug administration i'm like then what the hell are they doing <laughs> <laughs> they ain't verified nothing <laughs> every bottle i buy everything i buy at the grocery store i look at it well not approved by the fda what are they doing they're not approving. <laughs> exactly. So you probably shouldn't buy it. But I mean, you start looking, 90% of the stuff you buy is going to say this, these, these statements have not been verified by the Food and Drug Administration. Not 90%. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Brian. When we take away those departments, it's going to leave us open. And, and that's dangerous. You, you, Right. Is that what you're trying yeah, to I say? Mean, I'm, look, I'm all for limited government, government myself, but I haven't lived under it myself. Right. And so to think of the prospect of actually living that way, as much as I am for it, I understand that it would be hard. It would be. It would be, be something I have to get used to. Now, 
am I fine with that? I kind of go back to that uh, to the Thomas Jefferson quote. You know, I prefer dangerous freedom as opposed uh, as over a peaceful slavery. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing to go with that but also don't want to sugarcoat it like a lot of people tend to want to do want to make it seem like oh well if we had all this freedom it's just going to be oh you know all sunshine and rainbows but no it's going to be difficult that's if you exactly have to really right. if you had true limited government yeah and i say that that's the point i'm trying to make because because people don't realize how good we actually have it mm-hmm. and how we've been spoiled by that but what I get down to is when we're spending, you know, billions of dollars to make sure that the spotted owl stays in the tree and this kind of stuff. I mean, there are necessities. Look, we live in a country where the lifespan and expectancy has gotten much, much longer. I mean, one of the biggest demographics in the, in America today are people turning 100 yeah. centenarians. I mean, that's that's a major thing that's mm-hmm. happening right now. So, you know, we we have not only long expected lifespans in this country, but but we have to be able to take care of those people mm-hmm. as well. And so there's a lot going on. I mean, you, you do need that's what that's the thing. And I'd love y'all's input. And I, I'm talking to you and Mark and Candace and all of you guys. But. I, people get on to me all the time because I'm very outspoken against socialism. I don't care if you call it democratic socialism. I don't care what you want to call it. Uh, I'm against it mm-hmm. because, again, it's like I said earlier, it's not that I'm afraid of the burn. It's the afterburn. Right. Uh, because once you institute that economy into a into a culture, well, it's just a generation or two before there's some despot or some non-benevolent leader that's going to rise to power and going to use that against the people that don't conform because that's what history has shown us. Now, you could call it the Venezuela burn. <laughs> well, it's that. I mean, it's 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 Stalin. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, again, Marx, Karl Marx writes, writes this thing. And comes and so everybody's like, well, Karl Marx wasn't that way. He wasn't that way. No, no. But a generation later. You got Vladimir Lenin and you got Joseph Stalin mm-hmm. and you got Nikita Khrushchev and you've got, you know, this this stuff is bad. It gets bad. Yeah, and as you talked about the Maduro, I mean, in, in Venezuela, that's it's, it gets bad. So I'm against it. But people always want to come to me and say, yeah, but you don't mind having Social Security or you don't mind having a post office or you don't mind having roads or you don't have. And I always try to tell people, I don't know why it's so dang hard for it to get it through your heads. Just because you have social programs doesn't mean you're socialist. There's a huge difference. We use social programs. They're in place for a reason. Things like welfare. Mm-hmm. Welfare, as we've, we've said it till we're blue in the face, it's cliche at this point. You don't live on welfare. No. That's not the right pattern. It's not why welfare exists, but people want to. Right. Are we going to create a welfare state whereby everybody gets provided for by the 1% who gets taxed half to death and 90% tax? You know, and then, you know, it, it gets ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. what the Democrats want. That's exactly what, what they trying want. trying to do. <laughs> but, th- but then you take away that competition, like I said, and there's no longer the cream of the crop. That's the part that's scary to me. Yeah. I like the big thinkers, like like your son, Benjamin. I mean, he is a genius. He is going to do great things, but he's got to have something to go after. He's got to have some competition. If he works all day and night and makes $4, why would he do that? So if you live in Denmark, if you're Dutch— it used to be this way. I'm assuming it's still the same way. If you if you want to be an engineer, they'll pay for your college education because they need engineers. They need engineers because the entire country is underwater. Right. It's below sea level. They are a system of dikes and dams. They need engineers to make sure that the dikes and dams, somebody's got their finger <laughs> in the deal. Party foul, you, you're so adolescent. <laughs> yeah, I can't know. I'm 12. <laughs> so I want to put my finger in a dike. <laughs> 
Sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the <laughs> that's the whole deal. They'll do it. But again, they they there's no competition there. They just determine what you're going to do with your life. Right there. Yeah. I don't want to live like that. No. You don't want to live like that. I want to be free to choose. I mm-hmm. want to have, and I want to be able to make those choices. And I want to be able to go to college, and I want to be able to afford going to college. Um, don't well, you isn't think limited? The, sorry, go ahead. The ease of getting student loans has made the cost of college go up. Yes, I got a loan. I need to pay. I'd like someone else to pay it, Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> but isn't is, is limited government? That's not the same thing as no government. No, we're not talking anarchy. Yeah, so the social programs, there are social programs, but if you give power, all power to government, then we'll end up socialized. I had. Have you ever had a conversation, guys, with a, with somebody that claims to be a true anarchist and how all government is... We don't have friends like you. BS. And, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Have you ever had... Have you I've ever heard had, a few people say things like that, but... They, yeah, they, they don't, don't live, live like, like that. that. That's another yeah. one. Because so, I had a guy that came at me this last week who claimed to be a, a, a libertarian anarchist. And uh, I thought, well, I guess you can just stick anything in front of libertarian these days and you're all of it, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, but look, you, there's got to be some authority somewhere. You, 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 There will be authority. Yeah. There's no such thing as living in a world without authority. No. Well, and if well, you don't submit to authority, someone will make you submit to authority. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I, for me, I'm more towards um, a decentralization of federal government, right? And have the states take most of the of the responsibility. I'm more for that as far as when it comes for to uh, limited government. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of more how I see it. Yeah, and I feel you on that. I'm with you. What about the death penalty? Should we keep killing them? Yes. Yeah. Dang, Brian. Candace, I, I think they should do it all at once. Huh? Clear out death row all at once. Just, just start just fresh. Start fresh. The process is way too long. I think it would, yeah, the process is too long. I think it would, you know, and a death penalty is not a deterrent for other people. And that's because you did something Yeah, that you can't live in society anymore. You're done. It's a very long process, though. Very tricky. Like It is. Now, Heaton, if Heaton were here, he's opposed to the death penalty because he believes it's more expensive to execute somebody than it is to keep them on death row or in life in prison. Heaton has never bought a box of 22 shells. (laughs) Heaton also doesn't have daughters. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so God bless you, Andrew. I love you. And I do respect his opinion on that because it's a valid argument. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people need killing. Now, now, when it comes to the to the death penalty, now that's something where I would kind of use the cliche that these pro-choice people want to use: safe, legal, and rare. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how I see the death penalty. Yeah. And I know a lot of times someone may be seeing this and saying, like, "Well, how can you be pro-life and be for the death penalty?" Mainly because we're talking about when I'm t- when I'm talking about you know abolishing abortion, I'm talking about innocent lives, not someone that has gone through the court system and has been found guilty of a crime. Right. So yeah. logical to me and you, but it's amazing right. how illogical it is to a lot of people in the world. It's a crazy thing. What were you going to say, Candace? They were considering like bringing back like the firing squad and fentanyl. They were considering using fentanyl just because it's cheaper and easier and obviously more deadly. And then you have some people who on who are on death row who want to expedite 
their sentence and who want to go ahead and get it over with. And then they like, it's just red tape. They'll be like, okay, it's going to happen on Thursday, get ready. And then Thursday will come and then they'll be saying goodbye to their family. And then the court will say, no, we can't go through with it. So it's like, it's, if they want to, I'm almost okay with that. I'm okay with it. They're going to death row. I'd, I'd want it to be a hard road. But to have that option to expedite killing someone. If you want that family that lost the family member. Yeah. I mean, you want to expedite your own, yeah, you, you just want to get it over. To. Well, that's no. You need to stand outside on the concrete in Texas with no shoes all day long in July. So, <laughs> Chad, go do it. No. <laughs> so, what is the solution for health care? What is the solution? Universal health care for everyone, that ain't going to work. Even Bernie Sanders contradicted himself on his little town hall that he did on Fox News where he was talking about it's free. It's not free, but it's free at the point of use. Yeah. Well, he, that's not free. He lied. I don't know how y'all do it, but we pay about 600 bucks a month for health insurance. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, we do as well. But, again, we, we find our families in a situation where our health care is subsidized by employers. So that's a blessing. Not yeah. everybody has that when you right. talk about – now, you know, single-payer – the thing that bugs me, and I said it over and over again, is the fact that that the, the – People in Congress were so convinced Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president that they had eight years to come up with a solution that would would be better than ACA and Obamacare, and they didn't have anything in place when Trump got elected. There was no ability to come up with a good solution they didn't. because in their mind it was going to be Hillary and it was just going to be a continuation right. of the uh, Affordable Care Act, right? Yep. And, you know. Obama lied to you. He lied to you, folks, and said, you know, you can keep your doctor if you want, and you couldn't. So well, because the whole thing was it a messed mess. Up, it messed up the health care provider point of view, too. It took a, There was a lot of limitations put on the physicians. So it messed it, up. It wasn't just the public. I mean, it was both ways, and that's why it ended up being a big mess. Let me tell you how far-reaching Obamacare is. It affects when you take your dog to the veterinarian because guess what? They have to pay things such as a medical device tax. Veterinarians use the same medical devices in many cases as a physician would use. They have to pay the same amount of money for those devices and that tax increase on those devices in order for them to have them. Well, they can't charge what physicians charge to see a human. They have to charge the same amount for a pet. You see what I'm saying? Well, and, and so, those pet owners don't have don't pet, always have so, pet so insurance. Because it's gone up. In price, people aren't even taking their pets to the veterinarians as much anymore. So, you see, it has affected everything. Yeah. The whole deal is a mess. It's far-reaching. There's consequences mm-hmm. when you start getting into legislation like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about down in the street level where people live. You can't even take care of your dog anymore. Well, I know it's there was um, during the eight years of Obama. I mean, I can't say there was plans out there from, at least from Republicans. That I know a lot of things that I was seeing that it was getting held up. As far as the conservatives were looking more for more of a like a privatized plan, and then you had the moderates in there, and the, for a lot of times the moderates always outweigh the conservatives, and it just never really really got anywhere, and it didn't. Yeah, and it was a whole big mess. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I, I, you know, I think there's going to have to be some in people much much smarter than me. I'm sure watching this because I've been round and round with plenty of discussions and debates. It's not an easy one to solve. No. Uh, big pharma's out of control. Um, I can make arguments on both sides of that case. I can play devil. And that's starting devil. to, there's, you know, Trump's put it where they have to put the um, cost of that drug in their commercials and the advertisement. It's a start. 
Yep. Yeah, there, there are things that are coming along, but it, there's a long way to go. Uh, you know, single payer is not an option. That's a bad, 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 bad idea. Um, full-on privatized insurance is astronomical. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Uh, I hope there's, there's some smarter people than me out there. But I think it's a major issue, health care. Um, but I do, will remind everybody, you live in a great, great country, and you there's nobody out there getting denied emergency services nope. when they show up at the hospital. No one. But so, there are people dying outside of emergency rooms in other countries because there's a wait. There certainly are. I mean, you might be sitting, you might be mm-hmm. in Canada sitting over there with a broken leg when people got colds and sniffles and they're being seen before, you know, eight hours, 12 hours before you and you got a broken leg. So it's, it's, yeah. Do you think we'll see, start seeing more and more of the cash pay doctors? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I know, I know because, one in particular, um, like um, a good friend, Kevin Wilcasey. He, you know, he does a, a lot, does a lot of that. You know, I know, I we know several as well, yep. and and I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's something a wave of the future. We've uncovered some things we didn't even know existed in the mm-hmm. Dallas Fort Worth area because mm-hmm. I had an emergency uh, situation, and and man, I, he couldn't move. I couldn't and move. I, they I came go- to my house. Yep, I googled mobile um, urgent care and. Not only did she get there within the time she said she was early and it was a wonderful experience, but that's, you know, that's, that's outside of the norm, but that's definitely the future. It, it, it definitely way, because it then be. the healthcare providers don't have to deal with the insurance companies. Yeah. That's if they're going to do cash pay, that they don't have to worry about it. That cheaper on you mm-hmm. and more profitable for the doctor. I'm sure there's pros and cons. Regulations. On both sides. Yeah. Let's see about those regulations. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about two more things I want to talk about. Two more things I want to talk about. Um, one is, oh gosh, how do I pick between the three or four that I really want to talk about? One, I'm definitely going to talk about, and that's going to be immigration. We're going to finish with that one, but because I think that right now is one of the absolute biggest issues we're facing and it's not going away anytime soon. Um, let's talk about real quick, two, two things real quick, abolishing the electoral college. I can't believe that this is even a discussion that's coming up. The people are wanting to go to a popular vote in the presidential election. This is absolutely asinine. People or certain groups of people or a certain group of people? Well, there's, for instance, uh, Portland, uh, not Portland, Oregon has said that, well, what we'll do is we'll just whatever our electoral votes will go to wherever the popular vote goes. Now, when I was younger and didn't really understand what that meant, that's what I thought the way it should be. Yeah. Since, you know. 20 years ago changed my mind, but. Well, it's interesting. I mean, that, the that idea, does not represent the population. And then they've said, well, let's just combine the Dakotas and make that an electoral vote. And then they've talked about splitting up California into five different states unless each one of those. But again, it would still work in favor of the Democrats to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this is this that is one of the foresights that our founding fathers had that is purely genius. Yes. And and just the idea to, to keep a republic alive because we're not a democracy. Right. We're, we are not a democracy. And I'm so tired of lawmakers in Washington, D.C. referring to us and saying our democracy is at stake. We don't have one of those. We don't have one of those. Nope. So th- that's the rhetoric you're going to see if, if mm-hmm. Trump loses in 2020. I also believe whether Trump wins or loses, very well could be the last Republican president you see in office for a long, long time. I need Generation Z to get up there to voting age mm-hmm. 
these conservative kids to come along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these millennials are killing me. But they're not that far away. Mm-mm. The other thing I wanted to talk about was online privacy and and just and just the internet in and of itself. Okay, so we are being strangled with algorithms. We are being. Uh, there's a great. I just retweeted it. Um, there's a great um, article that's out there talking about online social government that how it's governing words and its bias and things like that. But you don't. You read that article and you don't realize how many people in who are in work for Twitter or Facebook or something like that were like the chief of staff for Nancy Pelosi or were very high up in the Clinton administration. And these are the people who are controlling the social, the, the, the online platforms. And it's really bringing the voices of, of conservatives down. I'll argue with you all day long. And I got the graphs to prove it to you. I just want to know why, if I think about a certain toothbrush and all I did was think about it and I never said it out loud, why does it pop up on Facebook? That, that freaks me out. The camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now Brian's watching. freaking me out. The one stuck in your brain. Did y'all hear the story about Alexa calling the law the yeah. other day? <laughs> this, this dude was beating his wife, and uh, and he said something to her. Did you call the police? So Alexa called the police. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> Alexa called the police. That's freaky, though, because he didn't say, hey, Alexa. He just asked sir, you call the police? Hey, that's the weird thing with it, right? Because yeah. you're supposed to choose, like, wake words, but, like, how do they know that maybe, maybe police is the emergency word? There's emergency word. wake words that I you don't, don't even know about. Yeah. But then, like, it has to, like, detect everything you're saying to detect that wake word or, like, every word that starts, like, like Alexa. I so are they, like, monitoring every word that starts with that syllable? I don't know. I think it's a lot more sophisticated than we that we're being told. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you're right, Brian. The Chinese they probably get a relay of every message that comes that goes through Alexa too. Like I wasn't I wasn't joking as far as the whole camera part because I had something similar where I'm in my truck and my shoulder was kind of hurting and I so I was doing this a lot for about a couple of days. Then next thing I know on Facebook I'm seeing all these ads about shoulder um, shoulder wraps. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even said anything about I, I it's not like I'm in my truck saying, Oh, my shoulder hurts today. I I, I wasn't saying nothing. A I didn't would be nice. nothing. I was just yeah, I was just doing this a lot. That's some Chinese guy watching your yeah. your phone. And like, I was, and like a couple of days later, next thing I know I'll see all these shoulder wrap. See uh, this is what we need to be up. talking about. Forget about healthcare and immigration. This is scary. I know, mm-hmm. right? Well Jamie Metzler, get Jamie Metzler back on here. Y'all need to watch the ones about creating perfect humans and uh, all that genetic engineering stuff um the uh this morning i was laying in bed thinking about an eric church song and jade started humming it <laughs> now how weird is that that's called marriage exactly <laughs> thank you i was laying there just thinking about this eric church song because my buddy wrote the song mm-hmm. and uh and i was i'm gonna see him next week and and i was thinking about that song and she starts singing it. But we like, do that a lot. Like, we weird. think about the same thing. We are songs. not that in tune with yes, each other. Yes, we are, whether you like it or We're not. We're not in tune. Yes, we are. I'm telling you, and I'm right. What's the biggest... What's, let's talk about the environment for a second. I got in this big debate the other day with a bunch of pro-magnum airheads online. Oh, my Lord. People are so stupid when it comes to this climate thing. And I just kept saying, give me evidence for climate change. Tell me... I mean, I'm not talking about weather patterns. People keep talking about weather patterns. Let's talk about climate change. 
Now, are we responsible to take care of the earth as good stewards? Absolutely we are. We should be. The Bible tells you to, as a matter of fact. So, but this idea that we are headed towards some atmospheric apocalypse where we are the God that can destroy the earth, that's a bad way of thinking. It's become a religion. And, uh, you know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Listen, God's got it in his hand. I get that. But even not from a religious viewpoint, you got to chill on this whole worship in the earth thing. This drives me up the wall. And so these people were coming at me pretty hard. Temperatures only changed a degree and a half Fahrenheit in 150 years. So here we are. Are you guys concerned about the environment? I go back to Candace jo- is. I go back to George Carlin. I will never forget his stand up where he's talking about the planet Earth and he's not wor- he wasn't worried at all about any of that. And he was talking about, I don't know if this was 80s or 90s, I think 80s. And he was saying, you know, everybody's into saving everything. Save the trees, save the bees, save the wells, save those snails. And he said, let me tell you what's going to happen. Earth is going to shake us off like a bad case of fleas. When she's ready, that's what she's going to do. Just like go. she's done thousands of times before. She's done it before. She'll do it again. Years. Yeah. But I agree. We should be good stewards. That doesn't mean that we just get to throw our trash all around and everything else. Yeah. So Jay's funny, man. When I go to throw the bottles in the recycle bin. Yeah, that pisses me off. Well, I mean, I'm putting them in the recycle bin. But you don't. You put them in I the do. other thing called the trash can. Sometimes I do. That's because okay. the recycle when, bin when, is overflowing. Here's the deal. When it's so overflowing I'm because the one that takes of it your weekly waste. You use too much toilet paper, too. I, do, I have to use toilet paper You use paper a ton each, of freaking toilet paper, not. Jade. Each time I urinate, women, we have to use it. We don't just use our hand. We don't pee Deny all over my the point. toilet Deny or pee my everywhere point. else. I wish you would use more toilet paper and clean up everywhere you pee except for in I'm the I'm a toilet. man. I got a God-given right to pee where I want. And I have a God-given right to use the toilet paper. No. Yes. No. There's no government it. subsidies for your angel soft. I don't need subsidies. Comes out of my pocket, lady. <laughs> dreams you use a lot of toilet paper i do like not. i would put a brand new roll on the thing i'll put a brand new roll on the thing brian an hour later it's down to the little crusty <laughs> coming right off the tube let's talk about how many bowel movements you have per day that require toilet paper i'm regular i'm healthy but you're right. at the extreme <laughs> they cut my guts out last year they cut mine out too so, twice well why don't, don't you sh- more because you know why don't, I don't you know what, more? i don't know what it is that you're putting in your body that's going through it so Thank you, Steve. Here's the deal. Look, I graze. I don't eat. Okay, I graze. I eat all day long. That's why. That's why I'm a healthy specimen. Listen, here's the thing. As soon as something goes in, it starts pushing the rest out. I know. And I gotta go. It's time to go. And you use toilet paper every time. So is it? Oh, but I got it down to a science. Is it possible? You're not. Not only do I use the toilet paper, but I use the wet wipes. I know. Because I'm clean. Two sheets for your butt and one for your finger. <laughs> I can hear him pulling There you it go, off. <laughs> yeah. Save some toilet paper. <laughs> Little wet wipes. So don't tell me about the environment, woman. I have to dry myself. Hey, you if it's just... yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, <laughs> flush it down. Come on. Look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's the deal. That's the deal. You use up a lot of the environment. <laughs> Like I put, I, I feel put, bad for the toilet and all your bowel movements. If there's so much, if there's so much trash, like all this third class mail that comes and and all the stuff. See, let's do away with third class mail. 
yeah, well, then all all the socialized postal workers wouldn't have a job. So here's the thing: you got this big old box of recyclables, and it's overflowing Friday to Friday. <laughs> I'm not going to balance my plastic bottles on top of it. I'm going to put them in the trash and pray that the earth will survive. You're a bad man. But the thing is, what a point I was going to make is even when I would put them in there, you would take them back out and rinse them out with water. How dare I? And then throw the caps in the trash. Well, you would put a pizza box in there. And it says, do not put the pizza boxes in there. And I hate when I'm going through the neighborhood and people have pizza boxes in their recycle bins. Nobody reads the top of the trash That's can, That's exactly Jay. right. Nobody's no following one. directions. It says that? Yeah, yes, you cannot put a pizza box in there that has had pizza on it. Why? Because you can't recycle something with food all over it. Then what's the freaking point? The what about plastic plates? What about that guy that's paid to separate that Tr- bad trash from the recyclable stuff at the recycle plant. You want to take him out of his job? What about paper plates? He can. He can. He can. It. His job can now be to wash what Chad doesn't wash. When well, are you going to take that other lady's job? This woman will take plastic <laughs> and wash it out, yes. so she can put it in a recycle bin. Yeah. Well, you'll throw like the they peanut. You'll, it you'll down. throw the peanut butter tub in there. They can't recycle it full of peanut butter. Jade is just thinking like forward. She's just yeah. Like, I don't even. I am forward thinking. I've yeah. never thrown peanut butter jar in there. But you would do something like that. Probably. It's plastic. You don't care what's on there. You gonna rinse out the peanut butter jug? No, I usually put that in the trash. <laughs> yeah, you lying piece of trash. Yeah, I put the See dog in there goes, and I'm shaking it up. See how it goes. I can't <laughs> stand women. Lord have mercy. You were standing just fine this morning. Mm-hmm. Trash. <laughs> this has been a very educational. Episode. It has, Brian. I'm telling you. <laughs> you didn't know what you're getting into. See, see, that's why the environment. And she got to clip her little rings that the six pack came. Yes, because I don't want the turtles to get stuck in them. At least I care. I saw a funny meme point. this week. This dude flipping off a turtle underwater because <laughs> 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 somebody had gotten killed or something from some environmental thing because they were trying to save. <laughs> like, f you, turtle. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Somebody had died or something in connection. Your to some fans now know to... that you're not that sweet. I know. I don't think there was ever a question about that. They knew. <laughs> <laughs> they knew I wasn't. Anyway. All right. We're going to finish with this. Immigration. Build a wall. Six to eight points. I say eight points of entry. Eight points of entry. What you got to do is you, you, you have to do this. And I think the legislation's in place is coming into place right now where Anybody wants asylum in the U.S. has to have already sought asylum in another country that they've already had to pass through. So if they have to pass through Mexico, they need to seek asylum there. If they're going through Guatemala, they need to seek asylum there. Because let's redefine or let's go back to what the definition of an asylum seeker is. This is not a person that just wants to live in a better place. This is a person that is being persecuted for Mm -hmm. some reason or another, a political belief or religious belief, something of that nature. This person needs to immigrate because their life is in danger, not just because they live in squalor or in poor conditions in a third or second world country. We've been in these places. We've seen these Mm -hmm. places. And you know what? These people, even though they live far below a poverty level they're very proud of their homes yes i just had this conversation with somebody about when we went to nicaragua yeah and i remember you asking me you know what do you think about this place and you know we were being followed around with with guys with armed weapons and everything but when we went to see those children all they did was laugh and smile and i remember thinking for the first time how selfish i felt and how snooty i felt that 
you know, here I am an American. I just think America is the only way, the best way, because I'm not as traveled, well-traveled as you. And I realized for the first time, they wouldn't be happy here. I mean, how selfish of me to think that, you know, I, I thought I'd want to collect them all up and bring them all home. I would like them to have some better living conditions, but they don't believe they're that bad. No, they're proud. They want to show you their garden. They do. They want to show you their, their you know, come in here and I want to show you this. And they they're did. so proud of the different things that they have. Uh-huh. And, and so... You're exactly right. See, we're judging them on the basis of what we're used, used to. to. So here you got AOC with her IKEA furniture that still isn't put together on her Instagram videos, and she's doing live feeds and just just leaning up against the wall there. And they're thinking, oh well, I can't afford on a hundred seventy four thousand dollar congressperson salary every year. I can't afford a DC. You know, it's three thousand dollars. No, you. These people are living on pennies, mm-hmm. pesos. Or less, uh, you know, lira and happy and they don't know any different, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't that's it. So they're not they don't understand the life of lavishness that we're accustomed to in America. I think they would would be a foreign concept and they would probably look down on us. I think a lot of countries do look down on us for that reason. Is is America land of opportunity? Do we welcome legal immigrants? Absolutely. I don't know a single soul on the planet doesn't welcome me personally, I don't know a single soul that doesn't welcome legal immigrants doing it the right way. And I highly respect it. And I will celebrate just as much as they do on the day they mm-hmm. get their citizenship. I Absolutely. will celebrate. But there needs to be certain points of entry. There need to be legitimate reasons for asylum. If you're going to if you're going to get a court date, you need to show up for that court date. Don't just sneak into the country and then disappear out into the deal. Where are we going to put 15 million people? Tell me where are we going to put 15 million people. I heard a dumbass on David Webb's show the other day. Talking about, we put them in Idaho. Idaho appreciates your sentiment. Yeah, I mean seriously. What do you? I mean, where, where are you going to put fifteen million people who don't have an education, who don't have, can't speak, basically speak the language, who who have no marketable skills, who are going to go out there? What are we going to do? I've said it over and over again, and it's the truth. This is the only country that I've ever seen that where if you cheat to get in college, you go to jail, but if you cheat to get in the country, you get to go to college. I know. <laughs> All right, I, got an idea. I, it is. I can't imagine the health care for fifteen. You say 15 million? 15 million. Yeah. I mean, how are we going to pay for their health care? That's a huge problem right there. Yeah, we can't we can't take care of our own. You got 60,000 homeless people on the streets in L.A. Mm -hmm. What's the deal there? What are you going to say, Steve? I was going to say no wall, no ports of entry. We just do a giant, long um, America Ninja course. (laughs) If you make it over through that, you're good to go. I support that. You're a diplomat. You really are a diplomat. You guys have heard me say it, and I say it again. It's not just about security; it's about humanity, mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta focus on both. We need security, but we need humanity. Look, I, I'm not I'm not sitting around, you know, complaining and, and beating everybody up about the inhumane treatment of the people at the border. Look, it's not a concentration camp when you can avoid it by literally turning around and walking the other direction. Mm-hmm. So, if what you do they think is going to happen in Idaho? They're still going to have to be housed somewhere. I mean, what's going to happen here? There, I mean, look, not, look, not a solution. our friends at Nine Line Apparel just opened the little house community where they put these little micro houses on this big plot of land for homeless vets to move into. And so they have their own little community of these cool little houses. You know, Tyler Merritt and the folks at Nine Line just mm-hmm. opened that up down in Savannah, Georgia, a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic idea. It's a it great is. thing. But what are you going to do? I mean, that's a major expense. What are you going to do? Well, plus electricity and water. And what I about mean, those bills? I mean, again, where are you going to put them? Where, where are you going to put them? People say, well, just put them out in Montana. There's a reason Montana is not populated. It's freezing cold for one thing. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, but I where, think, where, oh. where are these people going to live? And what are, what are they going to do when they come here? They're still going to be in poverty. Right. 
So we're just inviting more poverty. In a place where poverty is much more significant in terms of its ramifications here. Being poor in Nicaragua or Honduras or Guatemala, and look, I've been to all those places. I've been in the mm-hmm. poorest of the poor areas. Listen, it's, it's one thing to be poor there. It's another thing to be in the streets of L.A. and to be poor. Yeah. Because let me tell you, it starts to get – none of it is good. Don't no. get me wrong. But there's different ramifications. What were you going to say, Brian? Well, I know AOC would not like this, but personally, I, I would think we need more – detention centers on the border. We also need more immigration judges at the border to to take care of all the illegal immigrants that are coming across the border. Because we also have this issue where people are coming across and then they're being released to come back for their hearing, which uh, the stats say 90, 95% don't come back. They're not coming back. So and why we, would they? Need, I mean, yeah, and why would they? And so I think we need more of these detention centers to make sure that people stay there and on on the flip side of that have more immigration judges to hear their case yes or no you know either yes they come in or no they they don't but do not release them into you know into yeah. the country for them to basically not come back yeah and 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 look it would be great if we could have about 500 more uh, immigration judges mm-hmm. on the border but the problem is you've got what 40,000 detention centers around the world that are that are run by the federal government. I mean, everywhere from Vietnam to Florida. I mean, you got them all across the world. So we have, you know, obviously there's a lot of. It costs about what seven hundred and fifty dollars a day to house one uh, illegal who's at a detention center on average. Now somebody will argue that with me, but I mean, on average, I've seen the statistics: five hundred and fifty to seven hundred and fifty dollars a day. That's taxpayer money that is going to take care of someone in a detention center. Uh, who's waiting on some asylum proceeding. Well, it's going to be taxpayer money that's going to take care of them once they don't show up for their hearing. Right. And, and don't get me don't get me wrong. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has nothing to do with your work ethic. It has nothing to do with where you came from. I don't care. I want legal immigration. I want legal immigration. But these guys, these folks like AOC and all of them who keep spouting all this stuff off about in Beto O'Rourke and these guys, they're creating harm. They are creating mm-hmm. legitimate harm for these people. These people are, are coming up here. You got thirty percent of the kids who are being who are coming up here are being rented, and they're getting funneled right back down to those countries and getting rented again, and they're coming back up here so they can look like a family. So how does this work in the other countries? I mean, they're they're letting in everybody. They don't allow it. Oh, because I feel like when these left people are talking, they are acting as if we are horrible, and all the other countries are allowing it. So why isn't America? All you got to do is look at France or the UK. I mean, look at France or the UK. They opened up their doors to to Syrian refugees, to Muslim refugees, and look at what they've got. Who came in with them? Were there legitimate refugees? Of course there were. But now they're having to ban knives in the UK. They're having to, you know, warnings of acid attacks and no-go zones and things like that. Sharia Why? Because you, you you brought it in and, and you, you have, you're losing your country. But they don't allow that in, like, China or other places. I mean, ain't you- nobody trying to sneak into China. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reason. Back to Steve's pit, you know, put you on, put you on work detail. That's it. <laughs> Even Central America, you can just look at there as far as their immigration. I mean, they're they're not letting people in. At least they're not trying to. Unless yeah. they get like overrun with these caravans. And you look at Australia. I mean, not only did they, not only are they surrounded by the Pacific and Indian Oceans, but they they also passed the strictest immigration laws. 
on the planet mm-hmm. here just a month ago. So anyway, anyway, Candace, did you ever see that story of like the young girl who was visiting her mother up in Washington State, and she went jogging on the beach, and at some point she passed into Canada, and Canada like got her and detained her for like two weeks before they let her go back home. And she was like a 16-year-old. And she was just trying to explain to them, like, hey, like, I was jogging. I'm not from here. I didn't have my – I don't have a passport. Ignorance of the law. And they were just like, no. It's no excuse. So it's not just our country that's like – Candace should say, and I was that little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Kamala Harris. She just turned herself off. I bet she doesn't run down the beach without paying attention next time. (laughs) I mean – Words live by. I, I doubt there was a sign. You know, like leaving Texas, <laughs> entering Louisiana. Heading into the Puget Sound. <laughs> I skipped over that big yellow rope. <laughs> leaving U.S. I went Canada. from the clothed beach to the nude beach in Jamaica one time. Whoops. And apparently I missed that sign. There was no sign. I'm sure you did. No nope. Chad and I were just taking a nice walk on the beach. And next thing I knew, I was like, oh. I'm not sure we're supposed to be on this part. And they sure that the, it was whoever the lifeguards were like, you need to go back. And we were like, think we will right now. I was like, hell no, I'm taking my pants off. <laughs> they asked Chad to put his pants back on. I was like, uh-uh, Jack. I'm putting my bridges. I'm taking my bridges off. Mm-mm. There you go. Here, just hang your swimsuit here. <laughs> I'll hold it. Oh, man. Anyway, hey, bad thing. But again, I, I want to tell everybody that's listening or watching, uh, if you've hung in this long, it's a human problem. It's a humanity problem. It's also a security problem. And and whatever solution we come up with when it comes to immigration, uh, you got to take into account both of those. I, I don't think that I know a lot of Border Patrol agents. I know a lot of ICE agents. I've been down there. I've seen it. I, those they're not getting abused. They're not they, these. It's bad misinformation that's coming out of here. And I know you can hate me for saying it, but it's not. It's not. It's a detention center. They're in detention. They're not staying in anything worse than your own U.S. troops are staying in when they're stationed in certain places. And is it crowded? Absolutely. It's overcrowded. And I agree with you, Brian. I think there needs to be more. But our U.S. troops are immunized. I mean, I think I I think about illnesses like tuberculosis, things that come out whenever people are in close quarters, because, I mean, flu season's coming. It's it's going to be tough. And you don't know what they're carrying now. Exactly. I mean, obviously, we've had. Folks that have died. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Party pal. I'm good. Brian Bledsoe. Trend. Chat. 24-7. Yep. Find yeah, him on, the right right look at there. Find yeah. him on Twitter. Jade. Pleasure. It's all mine. As always. <laughs> Use less toilet paper. No. Candice and Mark. Thank you guys. For the Chad Prather Show, go to watchchad.com. Check it out. Go to blazetv.com slash humor. Oh, and I'm still rubbing that somaderm, that HGH on my arms. It's good. <laughs> I feel good. Look at that. Look at my beard how it's grown up. You're ready for winter. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Party time, Mom! That's all for today, folks. <laughs> Love you, God bless. We'll see you next time. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>